This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, your host, Mike Fusco. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us on another segment of the Team Business Podcast. Today, we have Mark Bell, the founder <laughs> and owner of OB Beans and Sir Coffee. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for joining. I know you're a busy guy. This is a kind of funny story. I haven't told Mark this yet, but I don't know if everyone knows, but today, September 29th, 2022, is National Coffee Day, and October 1st is International Coffee Day. And last week, our mar- our marketing manager sent all of the agency a Slack and said, hey, guys, we're going to do a little campaign for Coffee Day, and uh, we want to spotlight some local coffee places and you know, San Diego, Southern California, that are your favorites. Can you guys tell us through Slack, you know, just quickly shoot down, just what are your, some of your favorite coffee spots around town? And three people said OB Beans. Oh. And I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is perfect. You know what? I got to get Mark on here to talk some business awesome. so I can release this podcast right on International Coffee Day, you know? That's- Isn't that timing perfect, man? Oh, love that i'm i'm honored that people are thinking of us that's great yeah yeah man it's awesome so tell us man so you know i love talking to business owners like you who you know you guys have a real you know i get all these people that kind of reach out to us and say hey can i come on your podcast you know i have this coaching business or and nothing against business coaches but i have this tech startup or i have this thought from outer space that i want to start (laughs) but you're you're running a true you know brick and mortar people come in coffee business every day, you know, taking care of customers. So tell us, man, how, how'd you start the business? What made you want to get into it and how did it all evolve to where it is today? It's a great question. So I was actually working with a lot of different and, um, and I had taken a trip with one of them on Mexico. And, and when we were down there, we, uh, connected with our friend and Tom had been working down there. He had started a nonprofit that worked with a lot of lived in and around the dumps in Mazatlan, uh, a lot of poor and make a living, take care of their family. And he would go and do some work, some humanitarian things to help support them. And he was in California to go down um, and he would work up here for a few months and then he back and forth. And eventually he started this coffee shop and a roastery down there that helped work he was doing in the community. And it was so rad because he used some of the revenue to, to do some of the work that he was doing, but he also was able to hire people there, give them jobs. And then on top of that, there's a huge um, snowbirds that come down from Canada that live in um, Maza. Provided a cool place for a lot of them to connect and to build relationships with people. And it was good, kind of just came from this coffee business that he had started there. We were stuck and we started dreaming about what it would look like to start something like that here to support some of the stuff that we were doing here in, in uh, um, San Diego. So we came to roaster, like this little tiny roaster, and we got a coffee mentor and we just like we read a bunch of books and the first 
few batches weren't very gr- good. <laughs> started just chipping away at that. <laughs> and, and before long, we would give it out to friends. Really good. We really enjoy this coffee. We love what you guys are doing. So we started selling at different events and kind of built traction. And we got to a point where we want to actually make this like legit for real because we were just doing it on the side. And um, three other guys, there's four of us, um, we went and um, I tried to raise money. I wasn't very good at it at the time. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, cool, cool idea. Everybody wants to do that. But we had put a lot of work into it and we had learned how to roast here in Ocean Beach where, where we started our first shop at. So eventually we got to be um, where I ended up selling my house. In fact, I sold to like start this little shop, roastery, the roasters in the shop, the whole thing. We had never done that before. I'd never started a brick and mortar and all in, jumped out of yeah, the plane yeah. and started, you know, building, you know, building. And, um, you know, maybe not the smartest way to do that. And um, we were really grateful that the community rallied. We were able to get our doors open. We, um, and we saw something really special happen. And, and six years later, beautiful thing to watch what we saw happen down in Mazatlan with our friend Tom happening. Community coming in, people connecting with each other, us be able to support a lot of different non Also be able to support our farmers. We started traveling and meeting farmers. The first time we went to Mexico and went to a farm, we were blown away by how much work going and picking and producing this coffee i mean we think about coffee just pour it in our deal but we don't realize that somebody handpicked each one of those coffee cherries on the mountain it, they went to a mill they got processed uh, they they roast roasted here there's so many hands i mean coffee is one of the only products take a global community to grow produce and serve really cool um it's it's a really unique and cool product so we get to see our customers every day. They come in and grab their cup of coffee and we're able to support our profits and we get to see so much good come from something so simple that we're helping people think. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's so cool when you hear stories of entrepreneurs who start businesses and it comes from something that's no much bigger than really what the end result is, which is a great thing. You know, obviously, like you said, you have your customers come in, you're serving them coffee, people connect, you know, you're on Newport Ave. It's, it's all good stuff, mm-hmm. but the bigger picture is even is so much more, right? Yeah. So tell us a little, you know, day to day stuff. Uh, by the way, the phone cuts out a little bit. Okay. But I don't know if it's maybe because just it's going in and out just a tiny okay. bit towards the end. All right. Yeah. There you go. Now it's a lot more go, clear. Um, <laughs> so day to day stuff, man. I mean, we know the coffee business is a huge business. Yeah. Um, we know that you have the, the you have two different ends of the spectrum in the coffee business. You have the giants mm-hmm. that everybody knows, and then of course you have you have your local shops that people love to go yeah. to and support. So, does yeah. that what what are the challenge like what are the day-to-day challenges that you guys face in dealing with the spectrum or is it just that you kind of do what you do and do it the best you can and you know, forget about the competition? How how does that all kind of work or play into it? Yeah, I I think that's our primary goal. We want to focus on our products and our mission. A lot of people do coffee differently and other people how they do it. Um, but we we have a pretty clear uh mission our goal is to produce as much good as um, with something simple which is coffee and so our day-to-day i mean my day-to-day when it's 
I was working in the shop, you know, we, I would roast the coffee. I was actually roasting it in my garage, <laughs> roasting the coffee in a little roaster <laughs> in the garage. And people would walk by like, and so we, I roasted it. I worked with the other, mm-hmm. the other partners in the shop. And, and then as, as we grew, we were able to hire some staff and then um, starting our second shop and then our third shop. So my day to day now looks a lot different early on. It, it was we built that shop out. I mean, we, I remember yeah. walking in and right. I mean, we're painting walls and you know. Yeah, I remember when you guys were doing it, man. I remember like <laughs> it's crazy. When you first got in there, you know. So yeah, yeah, and and we're and we're still that's like awesome. that's the type of guy. We're not too big for any job, and so we still hop in and various things. But a lot of a lot of my job is kind of shifted towards bigger picture things. Uh, our strategy of how we want to grow um, our connection with our have sustainable impact there and then our our relationship with our nonprofits you got back from Mexico we took a team from OB beans down to a nonprofit we work with in um, rural Baja California it's about an hour and a half south of Ensenada called Colonet and we're doing a, a free daycare and um, community center for that town and we've been working on it um, with this nonprofit uh, called Buena Onda uh, for um, the last seven years. And so I brought a team of our baristas and our manager down and uh, we were preparing, painting and preparing the place um, to, to receive teams to come down and continue to build and work on the project. So we went down there for a couple of days, worked on the project, and then we ended up... Um, getting some tacos and some waves on the way back so oh, <laughs> you gotta yeah. have some fun with the team tacos too. and waves you know you can't beat yeah. that yeah it's awesome man so do you just going back to the the roasting part of it yeah which i think is unique right the fact that you guys yeah. you know roast your own coffee but you source yeah. from different places or do you just mostly from mexico like where do you get most of your stuff from yeah we actually get it from all of the, over the world we've been yeah. traveling um for the past eight years we've been traveling around the world we started out uh sourcing from oaxaca mexico um we sourced from guatemala spent uh, a bunch of time there uh el salvador is our longest standing um relationship with a a specific farmer his name's mauricio he does an incredible job with his coffees um down to costa rica um uh, spent some time, ironically, with a guy who lived in Ocean Beach here for a while. He came and was uh, studying electrical engineering at um, San Diego State, and his dad was a farmer down there and, and um, had his own coffee farm, and he decided to go back and take over the farm, and his name is Diego. So it was kind of a cool connection for him. You know, he used to surf the pier all the time here, so yeah. kind of a cool connection there. Yeah, yeah. and then... Um, and then uh, a couple of years ago, we were in Africa and we spent some time in Ethiopia, Tanzania, and Uganda. So we're slowly working our way around the world, sourcing coffee from these countries and building relationships with farmers because we want to support them, make that relationship connection. Um, there's a lot of roasters that just go to brokers and get their yeah. coffee, which is fine. Not a, yeah. not, a, not a problem. And we do get some of our coffee that way as well. But our goal is eventually to know all of our farmers and to get on the farms of all the coffee that we use. So we're slowly making our way around the world to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's so cool. You probably never would have thought, huh? Ten yeah, years ago, crazy. Ten years ago <laughs> that you'd be able to travel the world and 
doing yeah. something like you're doing today. So when yeah, people come into the stores, um, and I think, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but mostly I know that you guys have a central location for roasting. But when people when people come into the stores, they can get you have all the different types of coffees that they could choose on almost any given day, or is it does it change based on the time of the year? Or how does that all work? Yeah, yeah we we have some of our staple blends that we have yeah. all the time, um, yeah. and then we will usually release direct trades throughout the year. So every month or so, six weeks or so, we'll release a new direct trade. And so it kind of keeps things like fresh and exciting for people who like to try new coffees. Um, they'll have different profiles and you'll be able to read on the bag, like the type of tasting notes that you'll kind of get from the coffee, um, the region and the farmers. We're starting to do the QR codes now too on the bags where you can scan it and it takes you to a farmer page on our website where you can read about the farmer, read about where it came from, how it's processed, all of that stuff. So pretty cool. That's super cool, man. Super yeah. cool. So um, what was I just going to ask you? I had something in my head that I wanted to ask so bad. Oh, so um, when you go, oh, actually, let me ask you this question. So you said this before, and I wanted to come back to this. A lot of what we like to talk about on team business is the team that you built. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that as you grow and as you scale, you need good people around you. So yeah. you mentioned that you still like to get your hands dirty, you know, get in the mix when you have to. But your day to day has changed. Obviously, you know, you have a, a bigger picture than you used to but yeah. as a leader as a leader of the company and for people that, that are working for you do you think it's important to get into the trenches that they you know every now and then and show them that you know you guys can get in there and do it that you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis or do you feel like it's better just to kind of be you have other managers involved in that level and you guys kind of work from the macro level yeah that's a good question um we never want to be like above like sweeping a floor or cleaning something and we we do a lot of those kind of dirty work items like the other day our refrigerator broke and we couldn't get somebody in right away so like i went over there and you know was tinkering with it and trying to like fix it and um you know those are those are our tasks that we do quite often and are willing to jump in and do but what I've learned over time is, is it's better to let those managers of those sh stores really lead and to lead through them uh, versus me always having sometimes like as, as a leader, especially when you when you start something, it's your baby. Sometimes you like kind of hover a little bit, you know, and um, it feels from other leaders, maybe that it, it feels yeah. like you're micromanaging. So I've, I've learned over time to kind of you know, lead through them, uh, give them the freedom to be able to do that. So we're not um, kind of getting too much in their way. <laughs> Sometimes right. at this level, I'm, I'm, I'm better off not being behind the bar messing up their flow than, you know, having them do do it with their team and have it all dialed. So <laughs> my, my talents are, are better used in other spots, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line, man. You know, I, yeah. I talk to a lot of different business owners and people tend to have different views on that. I'm, sure. I'm kind of more along your lines that I like to be involved, you yeah. know, day to day. And like, I don't want to micromanage people, but I definitely want to be, I want to know what they deal with every day. And I want to know yeah. how I can help them on that level too. But yeah. that's awesome, man. So in terms of the dist distribution of your coffee, obviously you have your retail locations. You have three, uh, Ocean Beach, Linda Vista, and then San Clemente. Uh, did you open a fourth yet or no? We we just opened Huntington Beach. Yeah. That's right. So it Huntington Beach. Two, yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, you guys opened Huntington Beach. I knew that part. 
Um, awesome, man. So there's expansion, right? So what, what are the goals for expansion? Do you feel like you guys can disguise the limit type of thing, or do you want to kind of keep it at a certain level or what are you thinking on that, on that regard? Yeah. Geographically, we really want to lean into Southern California and primarily coastal Southern California. Cause we're like all beach guys. We surf, we like spearfish. We spend a lot of time in the ocean. Um, and so that's kind of been our target. That's kind of like our, our vibe of our community. Um, and so our product is, is kind of focused on that. So our goal is to expand around Southern California along the coast. Our vision is to be the premier coastal coffee of Southern California. So that's, that's our goal is to try to, to step into that space and have quality coffee that comes directly from farmers that's um, expertly roasted um, for those living that coastal lifestyle. So do you find that these farmers, like they're inundated with, with the uh, production of the coffee or is it like a good, or are they kind of struggle or how does it, or, or do they have climate issues too? Like with growing coffee, like we have here with our farmers. There's no? a lot of different challenges that they go through yeah. from like, for instance, one major thing that's happened with uh, Southern Mexico and Central America was um, a spore called, they called it La Roya, and it came through and destroyed tons of plants. And so they have, They'll have issues like that. They'll have issues with climate. They'll have um, even the, the growing commodity prices um, affect a lot of different because um, when the prices get too low, they can't make enough money to support their 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 farmers, to support the people that help right. them, their community, all that. And so one of the nice things about what we do is working directly with them gives us, us the ability to control the pricing, right? So we can give them the full amount. It's not bought by a broker and then cut in half again and then cut in half. And right. then they get pennies on the dollar. Um, we try to give them the full amount and we encourage them to grow really high quality, especially coffee. And so that that's everything from how they process it to the varietals that they keep apart versus putting everything together in one in one um kind of lot um it's picking the ripest cherries versus picking semi-ripe ones that aren't going to have like the best sweetest flavor and really being meticulous about the quality of that coffee and then we pay a premium to those farmers directly for that coffee and so um, that's kind of been the 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 cool part about being able to do direct trade versus just buying yeah. all all commodity. But yeah, they're they're affected by commodity pricing. Obviously, there's a lot of different challenges that yeah. happen from them on the ground. So yeah, crazy man. You never you don't think about that. You know, when you go get a cup of coffee, you don't think well, how it how it gets to your cup, right? Yeah, <laughs> crazy, and, and you when know. you think of yeah, when you think about it, a coffee tree produces about enough coffee for one pound of roasted coffee. So you think about how many trees it's, it takes for the amount of coffee we consume, even here in San Diego, let alone the United States. You know, it's a lot of work. Wow, dude. A lot of effort. I never realized that. So yeah. when you go to these farms, it's just trees as far as the eye can see or what? Yeah, when, when we first went to our first farm, we kind of were thinking like farms here, like, you know, it'd be rows of like trees, like corn, you know, you think about yeah. like what you'd think a farm would be or like an orchard, but you come into these and they're, they're, they're on high elevation. So they're on mountains and the trees are scattered all over the place. 
And um, yeah, certain certain farms that have been meticulously taken care of for a long time, like our our farmer in El Salvador, Mauricio, he has a beautiful farm. It's shade grown, so he has high, large trees that create shade, and then smaller um, coffee plants underneath. So he's done a really good job of that. Some places that are a little bit more wild, a lot of places in Ethiopia, the places in uh, Oaxaca. Um, it, it's a different type of terrain, you know, it's a higher mountain. Um, it takes a lot of effort and work to like climb to the top of this thing and to hand pick it all and then bring it down in like huge sacks to the bottom. I mean, it's, 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 it really blows your mind how much work goes into that. I can only imagine. Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You never know. You don't think about that. You just don't, but, uh, yeah. oh, man. So before we wrap up a couple things. So, um, do you guys, do you plan to distribute like on any level to businesses or on wholesale level or anything like that? Or yeah, or? we, we do that. Actually, we have a wholesale business. So, um, like for instance, a couple of places locally here, like Moniker coffee, we roast all their coffee for them and then white label that to them. So it's Moniker coffee, um, pump and PB. We do that, uh, th them super bloom, uh, over in, uh, mission beach. Um, there's a lot of places around town that we, uh, we do coffee for and uh, roast for them. So we'll continue to expand and grow that as well. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. That's quite the story, man. I love it. Um, <laughs> so guys, if you're, you're listening here, you're local in San Diego, or of course now, up to Orange County, you got San Clemente, beautiful beach town, Huntington Beach. Everybody yeah. knows how fun that place is. Yeah. The original OG is uh, Newport Ave and OB yeah. and Linda Vista. But if you guys are around town, Mark, what what's your go-to drink, man? What should what should a first-time customer for, try the first for the first time? Well, most people go <laughs> straight to lattes. You know, it's a a, yeah. a, a little bit more milk. If you like something sweeter, I don't have a problem with like people putting things in drinks. So it's like, try that. That's great. But if you're a coffee kind of purist and you really want to try something well, um, go in and ask for one of our single origins on pour over. So that's kind of what I do at home every day. And if I need something that's just kind of down and dirty, I I, I usually get a Cortado, which is uh, a, it's a small drink. It's uh, two ounces of, of espresso and two ounces of steamed milk. So you get a lot of the espresso taste um, and a little bit of milk. So that's kind of my go-tos. <laughs> that gets you going for the day, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, Mark. And then also I wanted just to point out if, you know, the nonprofit, is that mm -hmm. available for people to help support or is that something that you guys just, it's just for you, it's only like for your group or? Yeah, we have a, a a lot of different nonprofits we work with. So I'd encourage you to go to Sur Coffee. So S-U-R coffee.com. And there's a list on there of the different nonprofits that you can check out that we support. Um, and you can get involved. There's links to their website and um, you can donate to a lot of them online. Um, you can watch videos about what they're doing and maybe even hop on a trip. That's so cool, man. So Mark, thank you so much for joining. You guys heard it. We uh, started the podcast. We were talking about a business and coffee and it's so much bigger than that. And what Mark is doing and his group is doing is awesome. Mark, I commend you for that, man. That's really cool. And uh, before we leave though, where's some world travel? I, I like to hear about this stuff. Like where are you going next? Anywhere, anywhere fun or crazy or different? Yeah. Well, I, I just got back from Mexico. I'll be heading back down there uh, in, in a few weeks, but I'm really 
personally, I'm wanting to get to the mountains soon. So maybe maybe the Sierras. And then oh, wow. to and then to support, we'll be back in El Salvador in the spring for sure. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. Mark, thanks so much for joining. For our audience, yep. you heard Mark say it. Visit Sir Coffee, S-U-R coffee.com. Uh, you can check out the business. Uh, like I said, if you're in the area, check out OB Beans or any Sir Coffee location. You can find it on his website. Mark's the man. He built an awesome business. He's going to continue to go. Mark, thanks so much for joining, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care.